my, my job is to somehow make them curious enough or persuade them by hook or crook to get more aware of themselves and where they came from and what they are into and what is already there and just to bring it out. This is what compels me to compel them. And I will do it by whatever means necessary. Welcome to the Black Girls Heal podcast, where we talk about healing our intimacy disorders, unresolved trauma, and building a healthy relationship with first ourselves and then others. Every episode, we will talk about advice you can apply today to break unhealthy patterns and grow in your self-worth. I'm Sheena Lachey, love addiction coach and trauma specialist. Let's begin. Hello, hello, and welcome to the latest episode of Black Girls Heal. I hope that this episode finds you well wherever you are. And I mean that. That's not just an opener. I truly hope that this episode finds you thriving and doing well wherever you are in the world. Um, whatever you're doing, and that you're taking peace and space for yourself. So with that said, (laughs) this weekend has been very hard for me. Um, I even feel the emotions as I'm like doing this intro that are still present, which is okay. Emotions are okay. But this weekend has been really hard for me. So You may or may not know, I said this in the previous episode, the transitions episode, the really short one, where I talked about how our text community was closing. And this text community I had for about a year and a half and a little bit more. And I would send messages to women a couple times a week, checking in. And this is just a recap for anyone who doesn't know what it is. But I would send inspirational messages, check-ins, grounding exercises a few times a week to women and would would poll the audience if there was anything that I was working on for Black Girls Heal to ask what they would be most interested in. If I was getting an influx of messages from people who were wanting to work together, I would send out the links to programs and all that stuff. So... I really loved the list because I chose the company that I chose because it allowed me to to have unlimited communications with people without being penalized. So every single tech service that does mass messaging, not the ones that do private like shadowing, like if you don't want people to know your phone number and you get like a private app, those will allow you to do one-on-one. But the ones that do where if I say hi... Everybody who is subscribed gets a high at the same time. Those charge money. Those charge money for every single text you send out. And so not just you get charged for the high. If there are 4,000 women on the list, then I get charged 4,000 times. And for every time someone replies back, I get charged for that. And every conversation, I, if, I want to, if I wanted to continue the conversation with them... Um, and laugh with them or say that's so funny or send an emoji or whatever, then you get charged for that, right? So you can imagine that that can be very expensive. And so I found the one company that allowed me to have unlimited conversations with people and which was beautiful. It was, it was so great. Y'all, there would be days that I would block out my whole day 
literally from the beginning of the day, like 9 a.m. as soon as I dropped off my son to the end of the day and like respond to every single message. I did that several times. And I did this community because I wanted to I wanted to reach out and touch the women in my audience. Even the women who weren't currently students. And I and I did and I got to know so many women. Thanks for listening to this week's podcast. Before we get started, let's take a small break to say thank you to this week's sponsors. Thanks for listening to this week's podcast. Before we get started, let's take a small break to say thank you to this week's sponsors. So you've heard me share about my journey with vitamin D and how a deficiency was causing havoc in my life, causing depression that was not helped by therapy, emotional support skills, and other resources that I had access to because the source was organic and coming from inside my body. And it was only by healing my body with vitamin D supplements that I actually saw change. And I'm not alone with me being part of the 82% of black women in America who struggle with the vitamin D deficiency due to our melanin not being able to synthesize as much vitamin D from the sun. But Black Girl Vitamins is a proud black owned brand that develops vitamins to address the specific needs of black women like iron and vitamin D deficiency. Each purchase contributes to a scholarship fund that supports black women pursuing healthcare education. Plus they're vegan friendly and free from harmful additives. Try Black Girl Vitamins to see improved health in areas such as energy, fertility, and pregnancy support, balancing your blood sugar, and more. Get 10% off your first order with the code HEAL10 at blackgirlvitamins.co. That's B-L-A-C-K-G-I-R-L-V-I-T-A-M-I-N-S dot co and use promo code heal 10 to get $10 off. Take control of your health and level up your summer with black girl vitamins. It's time to make this summer your healthiest one yet. And so when the company responded or not responded, when they messaged, we're not going to do this anymore. And not only do you need to pay for every single tax, you're going to pay for a, a, this enormous fee on top of it. And this text community was free, by the way. I was like, I can't do that. Because even though it was free for the women who were receiving it, on the back end, I was paying into the thousands to keep this on. Paying into the thousands. And that's just money. Not even talking about time, energy, effort, like all that stuff. And I'm saying all this for a reason. This is not, this is not like, oh, look at me, the story I'm coming to is is why I'm sharing this. You need y'all need the context. <laughs> so, I fought with the company, went back and forth like this is really not fair. Like can you grandfather people in as you switch your business model? They were like, "No." And they were like, "We're we're changing this in a week and a half, so so buckle up." Right? So, that was really devastating. And then and so I had to share with the community. I didn't want to just completely ghost. And I got so many responses from people who were like, I'm so sad. And I was sad too. Some people were like, well, you know, I would really love to continue this somehow. You know, throughout the years, people have also messaged me and said, you know, I want to be able to talk with the other women. Like, can we have a group chat and all that stuff? And 
And I had learned from experience by just watching the internet and just watching different communities that I've been a part in. You know, people will say, let's just have a giant group chat. Let's just have a giant Discord or whatever kind of group, giant Facebook group. And those groups can get really wild and um, and hurtful. Just in general, just if people are talking about favorite TV shows, things can go sideways. And so bringing in a group of people, a group of a group of women who are already struggling with trust issues, struggling with uh, feeling very sensitive, feeling very vulnerable because they want friendships and just to allow a group to to exist without being moderated without teaching skills on how do you communicate? How do you show up? How do you ask for support? How do you share what it is that you're actually feeling without actually coaching and supporting people on how to do that in an effective way? You're just creating a dumpster fire. And so I've, I determined a long time ago that if I ever have a community discussion group, that there are always going to be in structure around it because don't want that to be a triggering space. Behind the scenes, because I've gotten so many messages from women who've talked about how they've studied the podcast and how they will use the podcast as journaling prompts and uh, or use some different points that I say as journaling prompts and it's just really helped them move forward. Behind the scenes, I have been um, paying for someone to help me make worksheets, make worksheets from the episode so that I can... Um, have healing circle questions that people can talk about episodes with their moms or their sisters or their friends or um, just use it for themselves if they don't have anyone that they can share that with or they don't want to, but they want to use it on their own. And then also a challenge where I would go in and like look at what the episode was about and then give them a next step that they could do, right? So I've been doing that behind the scenes. And so when I got this message from the text community company that they were completely changing things. I was like, well, I was thinking about doing this anyway down the road. So let's just make this whole thing a community now. And uh, let's just put everything together. And so I got everything together as much as I could. I spent a whole day putting it together. And then I messaged it out to women, you know, the platforms that these things come on are also not free. <laughs> um, and then I send it out and I literally sent it out because there were so many messages that said they wanted something to keep going. And this is what everyone has been asking for. And let me try to put everything together. The The membership was going to be like between 15 to $19. And I say was because it's not open for anyone who's wondering if I'm about to pitch a community. I'm not. And I'm going to tell you why I'm not in a second as well. But yeah, that was the range. I was like, okay, great. Like this is, you know, to cover the costs, like me being in the community, me being responsive, me like paying for these worksheets, me making these things happen, me putting all this out there. Okay. Like this is something that will be accessible to the women who want it. Some people don't want it. That's fine. But for those who did want it, this is what this is for. And I had no expectations, no 
no goal in mind for who needed to sign up or how many people needed to sign up. I just wanted to have something there since this really drastic change was happening. And there was one message in particular that really triggered me. Yeah, it really triggered me. This was a person who had been following me for years. I recognized her her name. She'd been following me for years. And she said, I know you're trying to make your money, but um, I'm really strapped. And so I'm sad that this is going away. Just like the whole energy around it was as if this next community that I built First, first of all, the insinuation that I'm taking the text community away just to take it away because I'm ready to make money, giving very much exploitation vibes, giving very much you're only in this for, for money's sake kind of thing. And y'all, I was so hurt, so hurt. And I'm still hurt because I can, I can feel... The tears come up as I talk about it. Sorry, I had to pause to catch myself. Um, the tears come up as I talk about it, not because of necessarily the opinion in itself, but that it was coming from someone who has signed up for so many things, attended so many free things, benefited from this community this whole time, someone that I was engaging in conversation with regularly would send such a hurtful text as a hurtful message to me because you would think that you would have seen the genuine, the genuine place that all of this has always come from more than anybody else because you've been here. Right. And I responded and I told her, you know, that she said what she was going to focus on because the text that like prompted the goodbye was like, what are y'all checking in with? Like I was sending like, like, what are y'all checking in with? Like, what are your intentions? Like, how are you going to make yourself your best self? You know, that those kind of texts. And so I was checking in because it was the middle of the month um, this weekend, the last weekend that the community was open. It was the middle of the month. And so it was a... um so how are you going with the attention? She said at the beginning of the month and she had said what she was working on. And then I followed. And so I said, I was like, you know, that's really great. Cause it was really great that she was focusing on those things for herself. And then I was like, but it does really hurt me that it hurts my feelings that you, and I can't remember how I said it. Cause y'all this company, which is probably a good thing that the company is gone because when I tell you that they have been like, kind of rude, unresponsive. I found out that a lot of people weren't getting texts I was sending out anyways. When I tell you that they like a certain hour clicked and I was in the middle of responding to people's texts and like telling people goodbye and I wish you like, you know, I'm sending you the best and cheering people on. I was literally in the middle of writing a text and the thing signed out and they didn't tell me that they were going to like cut it off at like a certain time. And I was like, oh, y'all are shysty. Okay. <laughs> but all that to say, I, I don't have what I sent this person, but I basically was like, that's, it just hurts my feelings. Cause you know, you've been receiving like for me from so long, like I've been here, like it, the fact that you would 
think less of my integrity that really hurt my feelings and no response. And that's fine. She didn't need to respond because she's entitled to her opinion. But what it did get me to start thinking about, and I think what this whole weekend made me start to think about, everybody else who responded, who replied was like, like I really, I've looked up, I've looked forward to getting these texts. They really came at just the right time that I needed it. It's like you were in my brain. Thank you so much for, for doing this. Thank you so much for showing up. Thank you so much for caring about us. Thank you so much for not just seeing us. Ooh. I keep trying to pause. My voice isn't breaking, but it's not working. So I'm just going to keep going because I don't want to... Spent all day recording this episode. And fun fact, I've tried to record this episode three different times thinking like, okay, some sleep is going to help this out. (laughs) Um, Let me call a friend and talk to them about it. That's going to help it out. But no, I think, I think the emotions are here for a reason and I need to honor them. But I am going to pause and catch my breath. But my voice may be wavering for a little bit before it comes back around. But so many people said, thank you for, I can tell that you actually care, which I do. Which has always been the energy behind everything that I've put out. So again, I know, I know I'm repeating it, but to have someone who was so close to that energy this whole time, um, question that hurt my feelings and there was one other person who like was like I'm like how dare you move to charging people you just want money because of whatever and I'm like girl I have no idea who you are (laughs) I have no idea who you are and like what your what your thing is so that one was easier like it was frustrating But that was easier to blow off versus this other person. But all that got me to thinking how so much of what I've done here in Black Girls Heal and the things I've put out and the reasons why I will have like these bigger programs and then I'll be like, okay, but here's something like smaller for the people who aren't ready or don't have the finances or you know, let me go and try to figure out how to have all these other smaller initiatives or like free downloads and um, why I make so much stuff. <laughs> I make so much stuff to the point where I forget that it's out there. I had one student that was like, thank you so much for these supplemental audios for the card deck that I put out and um, these like extra lessons that I made for them. And she was like, thank you so much for that. I forgot that I even did that. And I feel like I have overgiven for anyone who's like, it sounds like you're doing too much. Yes, you're right. I've come to that place. But before I tell you (laughs) more about that, but I feel like I've overgiven for so many reasons. I think one is I, I think I've been taxing myself because I think in addition to me, it coming from a genuine place, I think there's also been a core belief that I felt like I needed to make up for charging whatever I charge elsewhere. There's been a belief that if I have, that means somebody else is going without. 
It means that I need to bring myself down in some way to prove that I'm actually an authentic, genuine person. That it's my responsibility to figure out, no matter how much of a deficit it causes in me, um, mentally, emotionally, financially, energetically, it's my responsibility to take care of everybody around me. Uh, Thank you, parentification because I carried on into this. And so make enough stuff, make all these things so that everybody will have access to to you in some capacity. And um, I've created everything in joy. I've always sat down with excitement and, and purpose and um, it's never felt like a burden. Is never, which is how I know I'm doing what I'm supposed to be doing. I know I'm in the right place. It's never felt like a burden, ever, until the block that I'm at right now is if I were to continue to create, which I'm not. But if I were to continue to create, then it would start to feel like a burden. But I think what, but I think what this text did is it highlighted an unseen motive that I had in addition to the joy, which is being so good and being so blameless that no one will be able to have anything to say and outperforming out of people's potential judgments. And hey, we hope you're enjoying the podcast so far. Let's take a quick break to say thanks to this week's sponsors. Hey, we hope you're enjoying the podcast so far. Let's take a quick break to say thanks to this week's sponsors. As our country continues to grow and make new meaning of the intersection between current and historical events, it is so important to stay connected to the voices and the leaders who are influencing what progress, connection, equality, and truth mean to us as Black people. The next generation of influential Black voices can be found on NPR's new collection, Black Stories, Black Truths. Black Stories, Black Truths is a celebration of Blackness from NPR. Each of NPR's Black voices are as distinct, varied, and nuanced as the Black experience itself. In the Black Stories, Black Truths collection, you'll hear stories of joy, resilience, empowerment, and creating world-shifting things out of struggle. Every episode is a living account about what it means to be Black today told from a unique Black perspective. From Bobby Shmurda to The Wire, Michelle Obama to reparations, there's no limit to the range of Black stories, Black truths. Black perspectives haven't always been centered in the telling of America's story. Now they are the story. In NPR's Black Stories, Black Truths, you'll find a collection from some of NPR's best podcast episodes celebrating the Black experience. Here are a feed of episodes from across NPR's podcasts that center Black voices. It's NPR Noir. Turn on NPR today and hear a range of voices as varied, nuanced, and Black as the country we reflect. Stories should never be about us without us. Listen now to Black Stories, Black Truths on NPR, wherever you get your podcasts. I think I I relearned that lesson that you cannot control what other people think. That other people are going to have their own opinions that have really nothing to do with you and nothing to do with your actions. But I think that can be really hard to 
receive and to discern a lot of times because their opinion is about you, like it's personal, right? And so you might think that, okay, if this is what they think, if this is what they believe, I just have to show them that that's not true. I need to do my part to show up, to meet them halfway, meet them a little bit more than halfway to meet that compromise so that they can see that maybe the way that they see these this right now is not true. But that's not the case. Sometimes it is about misunderstandings. And sometimes it's about where people's energy is. It's about their mentality. Or it's just about the fact that you don't click. Or the thing that we've all heard our whole life a million times that's really hard for codependents to hear is not everybody has to like you and not everybody has to be okay with you. And when you grow up codependent, the way you survive is by people being happy with you. The way you avoid punishment, rejection, abandonment. Ladies, I am so excited to share that for this podcast episode, I've partnered with eHarmony, the dating app that helps people find real genuine connection. And for me, this app has absolutely held true to their promise, connecting me to a truly incredible relationship and partnership with someone who truly gets me. Dating apps can be so hard when it comes to filtering through persons who you may not have anything in common with or who may not be super serious about the process and committed. With eHarmony's one-of-a-kind compatibility quiz, you get a baseline standard in every match of your compatibility around values, communication styles, likes and dislikes, energy levels, and so much more. My experience with eHarmony has always been superb with not only the quality of men I was matched with, but also with our compatibility when dating, eliminating the stress of feeling as if I was wasting my time. So join the dating app that helps users find their most authentic relationships. eHarmony, get who gets you and start free today. Hey, we hope you're enjoying the podcast so far. Let's take a quick break to say thanks to this week's sponsors. Is to make sure that people are pleased. To make sure that you're under the radar. To make sure that you are blameless. So... Living in that can be very hard. It is very hard. And it's necessary. It's necessary because this was one text in the flurry of so many others that were very positive and who passed the vibe check. <laughs> who, who we built something beautiful. Women who have... Their names have never been on a checkout page of mine, but they have received so much. You know, the only the other person, because there are only two negative responses, the person who was like, how dare you? She said something to the effect of in her text, you know, the only thing you have for free is the podcast. First of all, bullshit. But okay, let's say that is the only thing I've ever offered for free. The only thing you have for free is the podcast. I'm like, well. You're telling me the podcast is not supportive and helpful to you, y'all. It's like that that part alone was like you're saying this podcast that I spend hours, hours recording, editing, freely giving my expertise, breaking things down here, 
you're you're saying that this is like nothing? Okay. All right, ma'am. Okay. Great. Thank you for being here. I hope you find what you need and all these other places that you say are are free. Great. I hope you find what you're looking for over there cuz this this isn't it. And I've been talking a lot with people around me about how the next stage of my growth is to be more visible, to step out there more, and how I have been playing safe by kind of staying in my own little safe corner with the people and the places that I'm comfortable with. Because if I step out, then that will expose me to criticism and all of that. But I think I think all of this stuff needed to happen so that I could, I guess, kind of rip the Band-Aid off a little bit and see that people are going to people. You know, what I've said before, people are always going to people. And is more, what's more important is what I think about me. And if there's a part of me that's carrying on this codependent trauma that I have, that I am personally responsible for helping millions of people heal, that I have to come up with enough resources to bridge the gap between therapist access and people being able to find people in their community bending over backwards to try to prove that I am a good person and that I'm listening by making all these smaller things for people. What this did for me, what this weekend has done, what the last two weeks I've done is, I guess, got me to a place to where I was finally able to believe that I've done enough for years I've had not only my colleagues and other people in my space watch all the stuff I put out and watch all the things I'm doing, be like, Sheena, like, that's a lot. (laughs) I've literally, literally have had students, students, including students who stretch themselves financially to be in my programs. When I would be telling them other things that I had in mind, they were like, Sheena, you don't need to do that. Or... Sheena, you, you're talking about doing this for free. You need to charge. Like, like literally the financially strapped ones telling me, Sheena, this, you stop. You are doing too much. And okay. I'm at a place where I am, I guess, finally able to listen and believe that I have done enough, that I am doing enough. And so that involves for me releasing myself from this burden and these shackles that I've had, which are this belief that I've had that if I have success, that means other people are in lack, that I am responsible for everyone, including people who aren't ready, don't want to, don't like me. You know, the the hate follows are a thing <laughs> and I know that and it's not my responsibility to convert people who are just hell bent on having negative beliefs and assumptions and releasing myself from that. But I think more than anything, no one can make you feel about yourself anything that you don't 
either believe yourself or have a sensitivity or wounding around. So it's really going to be digging into that, transforming that belief to, to know that I am enough, that I am enough, that I'm doing enough. To not have to overcompensate or bend to make myself more accessible because the people who want and appreciate whatever you have are going to be appreciative no matter what. And all of this other stuff I've been doing has been me just trying to make penance or apologize for something that didn't really, there was nothing to make up for. There is nothing to apologize for because I've already been giving enough. And who I am as a healer and a teacher is enough. And those who enjoy that and appreciate that are going to get all of that. You know, they're going to receive the benefit of that. And the people who don't, it's not my responsibility to help them get there. It's not my responsibility to help them get there. And I need to be comfortable with that. I need to be comfortable with that they they need to work that out on their own. And I didn't cause it. And I'm also not going to be the solution for it. And that's okay. So those are some things in my thought process. I might talk more about just actual mechanics of this and what that looks like practically in a podcast episode once I feel like I've had some mastery around it. But outside of that, mentally, what that practically means for me as a teacher and healer here on Black Girls Heal in this season, I am pulling all the way back and not creating or doing anything new. I am going to focus on my recovery school program, which has always been the main thing that I wanted people to do anyways, to be the main thing. And nothing else underneath needs to take my focus or for me to try to pour into um, because that's already where I am fully and where I've developed everything. So I am fully focused on that. But even with that, I have already been planning to transition to really pour into other people who are healers, who are helping other people heal and helping them with where they are emotionally, helping them with business things, helping them learn how to hold space for other people while creating resources that actually provide transformation. And so that was already part of my plan to do this fall. So I am... uh, we're in our last cohort for the recovery school, and I and I mean the last. I am closing it after December. I'm not taking any more folks within the program. I'm going to open up enrollment one more time in September, and the women who join then will have that smaller cohort for personal coaching through the end of the year. And I'm going to give them everything I have. Them, I'm going to give the women who are coming to our retreats, which are full, I'm going to give them everything I have. Uh, the women who are coming to our August workshop, I'm going to give them what I got. Uh, and that's going to be it for me doing personal coaching. And I'm going to trust that this podcast is enough. Um, and that the three years of episodes I've already done and then all the episodes I will continue to do will will be of support to people as I transition into supporting healers, create their own platforms or pour into their clients or pour into whatever it is that they are doing um, because it's hard. You know, the things I'm talking about here 
we healers do real labor. It is real labor to to create resources, to hold space, to hold trauma for other people, and then to take care of your own trauma, you know, and to and to show up for yourself. And there are so many there are so many resources that talk about some of the practicalities of things, but they don't really talk about bringing that all together. And so I will be transitioning to be a resource for that. So, so yeah, that is what I'm doing. I am putting myself on a creation freeze and we'll see how I feel in 2023. But for right now, that's what I got. And even when I do the mastermind for other healing professionals, we are, I'm going to be teaching it live. Like I'm really going to really lean into this is enough. I am enough. My expertise is enough. And providing that support for women just by just being present instead of feeling like I have to do a million things at once to fill gaps of not feeling enough in some ways. So I want to be clear, though, that even though this weekend was hard for me, it will not and has not overshadowed any and all of the blessings and abundance and and love that I was able to give and to receive to the women who are in my text community and any and all of the initiatives. There have been so many things that I have done over the years and um, that I've gotten to meet women who've come in and out of Black Girls Heal and their different seasons, you know, some taking what they need and leaving, some people staying, some people coming just a little bit and then popping back in and out, you know, whatever whatever it looks like. Um, I've been happy to have y'all. I've been happy to be able to make an impact and to touch touch you. Um, and I know I'm always going to try to find ways to reach out and touch because that is what I want. Uh, that is That brings me genuine joy and pleasure. And even though I am going to need to be doing more work to make sure that my intentions behind it um, are not clouded or to make sure that maybe a better way to say it is even if I'm doing something from authenticity, just to make sure that my expectations are grounded in, in me and to be very mindful of where any other codependent patterns may be trying to sneak in. Um, cause I'm always, I know I'm always going to try to find a way to build community with the women here. I'm always going to be trying to figure out a way to reach out. And the text community was a really amazing blessing while, while we had it. And I know it's going to show up in a different form, someplace, some, some, in some other way down the road. You know, I highly doubt I'm going to be behind her microphone only, you know, recording podcasts, but you know, we'll see. So I just, I don't want anyone to think, oh man, she got one negative comment and now she's, <laughs> she, she's not talking to anybody. I don't, I don't think that's the message that I communicated, but just in case I did not want, I wanted to make that clear. Hopefully this episode touched anyone who's also been maybe feeling stretched or overcompensating or you've been trying to prove 
that you're enough to someone, you know, a toxic family member who's just been intent on feeling as if you're the bad seed or the bad person. You've been really trying to be good with communication and and being patient with them and hoping that your good or patient or loving behavior is going to snap them out of this judgment or belief they have about you. Hopefully you will release yourself from having to, you know, kind of tap dance around this person, around their expectations, because their feelings and their beliefs are theirs. And all you are in charge of is you and how you show up. And if you know that you're doing things in integrity, if you know things that you're doing things that are good, then allowing that to be enough and trusting that whenever they are ready to catch up and join in and truly benefit from the amazing family member, daughter, wife, girlfriend, coworker, whoever that you are to them, then the door is open. But until then, you just need to focus on you. So I'm sending you all love and I look forward to this next season. As always, please, please, please take care of yourselves and I'll see you in the next one. Thanks for listening to this week's podcast. Before we get started, let's take a small break to say thank you to this week's sponsors.